Peace everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behold Pop Culture. The show where we take a look at some prominent people, figures, and events from pop culture today and in the past and try and see what lessons we could take away from them. The date of this recording is Sunday, May the 16th. And we have had a very busy week with everything from the NBA ending its season to the music industry finally looking like they're back in full effect. So we will begin by congratulating everyone who was involved with the National Basketball Association on completing the first full season after the COVID limitations. In a 10 games shorter season, though there were many significant injuries and obviously issues with protocols, there was a lot to be said with the success of this season. It started out with a bang with many significant moves around the league. The most important one being James Harden deciding to go to the Brooklyn Nets, already joining a superstar team in Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And as we went on, there was a lot of parity as many teams were losing to each other. There wasn't one team that dominated the league over the season and that made for more entertaining basketball. But I would be remiss if I did not mention the fact that for the second half of the season, there was somewhat of a lull, a feel as if the playoffs were what everyone was waiting for, and the regular season started to matter less and less. As many people's favorite teams like the Celtics and the Miami Heat started to decline, and in some cases, teams like the Los Angeles Lakers lost both of their best players in LeBron James and Anthony Davis to injury. But in the end, the players were able to complete the season, and we are now on our way to the play-in tournament. As LeBron's return, as well as some big performances from Steph Curry, Julius Randle, sealed the matchups for the tournament. In the West, we have what will likely be the most viewed play-in game in the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors. Normally, the Los Angeles Lakers a team that is coming off of a championship and for many was the favorite to win a championship this year, that would seem to be the easy pick. But at the end of his game, LeBron James came away with an ankle injury, one that is still to be determined on how severe it is. But as these playing teams have little to no turnaround, with the games coming up on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, the Lakers might be in trouble. Now, personally, I never doubt playoff LeBron. And because of that, I will be picking the Lakers to win their game with the Warriors. But I would not at all be surprised if that matchup is closer than it should be. Likewise, the Grizzlies are taking on the Spurs in what is more of a 50-50 game. Naturally, if you want to go with the superstar, you'll go with John Morant, who has been leading his Grizzlies to a decent season. But if you believe more in a strong system, good coaching, and good leadership from veterans, the San Antonio Spurs is the way to go. And as I lean towards trusting a good system, a system that led a team to have a 20-year playoff appearance streak, I will be picking the San Antonio Spurs to advance past the Grizzlies. Out east, the long-fallen Boston Celtics that are now without their second star player in Jalen Brown, 
are taking on the Washington Wizards, a team that has been absolutely surging with Westbrook playing out of his mind on his way to securing the record for most triple-doubles of any NBA player ever, in addition to leading his team in a lot of statistics, including for the fourth straight season, averaging a triple-double. And because the Washington Wizards have been on such a hot streak and the Celtics have been wavering, dealing with injuries and COVID concerns, I naturally have to pick the hot team in the Washington Wizards to advance past the Celtics. And the final play-in matchup is the Indiana Pacers taking on the Charlotte Hornets, where the rookie star in LaMelo Ball, accompanied by some young talent in Miles Bridges, as well as a veteran strong talent in Gordon Hayward, will be taking on an injury-depleted team in the Indiana Pacers. Now, if this was a fully healthy Pacers team, one that is typically a 4-5-6 seed in the East, this would be an easy pick for the Pacers to make it. But because of how dynamic, energized, and honestly surprising the Charlotte Hornets team has been, I'm rolling with the youth, the passion that just seems to have overtaken with an energy that the Pacers I do not believe will be able to deal with. As great as DeMontis Sabonis has been, an all-star level player, there's a lot of average at best talent on the Pacers that I do not believe will step up when they need to. That tournament is going to lead us in to the actual playoffs as the only other major news in the NBA was the Hall of Fame induction of three major players in history. That is Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and none other than the late great Kobe Bryant. With the season closing out, many people will be getting their predictions in left, right, and center. And people who are loyal to a player or a team will be rooting hard for them to make some noise. The late start for this NBA season means that the playoffs this time around will end closer to mid to the end of July. Which means that the NBA is essentially setting up to hand off the baton to the NFL right after being done with the season. So this whole summer there will be plenty of playoff basketball to keep people entertained as they have never been before in that time. In the coming weeks, I will offer my predictions as to what teams will make a run in the playoffs, as well as who I believe will take away the regular season awards. I already mentioned that I believe Nikola Jokic has locked up the MVP award, but there's some other names that I will shine some light on for having great seasons this year. And with that being said, we can proceed to the music section of the podcast where there was so much music released that I honestly couldn't get the time to truly absorb it all. But I will give you what I can and of course, note five releases that were the most attention-seeking, attention-grabbing over the weekend. And the first of which is one that has garnered tremendous amounts of hype and that is j cole's new album the off season an album that has somewhat of a mixtape feel to it an album that is his coming out since his last project kod that generally got mixed reviews and unlike that album this was one where j cole came and arrived 
just to say, I am a great rapper and I'm going to show you what my talent entails. And what that resulted in was a 12 song album filled with great beats where J. Cole was given just enough space to show his talent. At the moment, with J. Cole being number one in 70 countries, the general consensus across the internet is that he delivered handedly and impressed many people as he had not had a great track record with his albums. He had features from Cameron of Dipset, Little Baby, as well as 21 Savage. 21 Savage and Cole seeming to be a new duo that could potentially have more music on the horizon. But as a Cole fan myself, I highly recommend any fans of hip-hop, not just Cole, to check out this project. I'm sure you'll find some great music awaiting you. The offseason appears to be leading into what may be his final album, as over the past few years he's been teasing this project that he calls The Fall Off a project that will encapsulate everything that his career meant and allow him to retire in peace knowing that he gave everything he could and wanted to to the hip-hop game. So congratulations to J. Cole for a very successful album release. And he is now spending his time in Africa playing for a Rwandan team as a professional basketball player in the newly inaugurated B.A.L. Basketball League. So he's staying very busy despite dominating the charts, becoming the first rapper to have six solo projects go number one on Billboard. So much acclaim is headed his way as this was a phenomenal project put out by J. Cole. Unfortunately, his wave of dominance would sweep up several other significant releases. Nicki Minaj recently made Beam Me Up Scotty, a mixtape from 2009, one of the mixtapes that first showed how talented of a rapper she could be. What would be a teaser of Nicki Minaj becoming the greatest female rapper of all time. So she has now made that project available on streaming services and also added a new song featuring Lil Wayne and Drake a Young Money reunion of sorts. So for anyone nostalgic for that project or just curious to hear what Nicki Minaj sounded like early in her career, that is now an available option, though it did not get as much attention from the media as it likely would have if it wasn't for J. Cole releasing this week. This further includes the Migos releasing their new single, Straightening, what seems to be a tease towards them releasing the highly anticipated project, Culture 3, the lead-off of their classic album of sorts in Culture 1. They seem to be a lot hungrier than they were on Culture 2. All three of them are rapping at their best ability, and anyone who's a Migos fan can tell that this has the same feel as when they first were emerging as superstars in the rap game. They have faded out of the spotlight for a good amount of time, but they are now opening up the door to potentially return to that superstardom in music. And while 21 Savage did release that feature with Cole, he had his own project called Spiral come out, 
with a small collection of songs for the new Saw movie featuring Chris Rock. 21 is fitting right in as it's just as dark and broody as the movie seems to be, which is completely on base in character with the music that 21 Savage typically releases. And lastly, Kodak Black released a new album. And for anyone who is a fan of him, it appeared to be somewhat distant from his best work. But I will further do my due diligence and report back if I believe that there's more worth to quote on that. And that will conclude a very busy week of music as artists are getting ready for the summer. J. Cole started off the mainstream album releases. We are still awaiting Drake's certified lover boy that was reportedly delayed due to injury. Kendrick Lamar is always top of mind with regards to big releases that could potentially come. And it will all remain to be seen what these artists will decide to do with their time. Now, before we conclude, it is worth noting that there was some pretty significant news in the podcast industry. One of the biggest podcasts over the last five to six years, the Joe Budden podcast, experienced a split as Joe Budden decided to relieve his co-hosts, Rory and Maul, of their duty as podcasters. For those who don't know, the Joe Budden podcast played a very pivotal role in not just showing how to be a successful podcast because Joe Rogan has done a phenomenal, might I say, even a better job of that. But the Joe Budden podcast played a very pivotal role in inspiring people to believe that their word, when prepared appropriately, when accompanied by solid experiences in life can be not just monetized, but valued by a community of people that are willing to back you. This has inspired not just this podcast and Behold Pop Culture, but many more as they built the blueprint of being able to sit with your friends and just have conversations about what you see taking place out in the world. They turned it into classic conversations, moments where chemistry was out of this world, and just a very important project that was a part of podcast and hip-hop culture. So it was somewhat unsettling for many fans of not just their work, but podcasting as a whole, to see what appeared to be a very close group of friends Go their separate ways. And while each person is going to have their own story as to what caused them to arrive at that decision, whether it was finances, respect, or just a change in who these people were, it doesn't change the fact that a historical podcast is no longer with us. So I will congratulate Joe Budden. Rory and Maul for being absolutely amazing at what they did. Not just as an inspiration, but being able to be consistent, a beacon at that, being able to open the doors for other creators with their deal at Spotify, Cash App, SoundCloud, the list goes on. 
as for much of this time they were committed to opening the doors for the next generation of creators. All I could hope is that their friendship can be rekindled as that's way more important than their entertainment to the hundreds of thousands of people that were listening to them. So rather than a lesson coming with this podcast, I will pose a question for you to think of. How do you accurately measure what you are worth? If you truly possess a strong self-esteem, you'll likely overshoot whatever you believe your value should be. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but when it comes to negotiations, it obviously can be a source of disagreement. When you're dealing with friends and family and business, it's very important that you figure out what each boundary is, what each agreement is, so that your belief in yourself can never compromise the business's success. And as I hoped that Joe Budden, Rory, and Maul were able to do, I can only take the lessons from their mistake and impart that onto you if you ever plan on engaging in business with friends or family in the future. So keep in mind the power of value, the power of agreement, and the power of respect when dealing with people that you genuinely care about. And I'll leave you with that. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, if you have any suggestions on ways that I can make this a better listening experience for you, please let me know. And as I continue to listen and see what is taking place in the culture, I will keep you updated. So once again, I appreciate you taking out the time to listen to me. And I'll talk to you next week. This is Behold Pop Culture. Thank you.